Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, the podcast where current and aspirational entrepreneurs can learn skills and get inspired to take their business to the next level. I'm Ellen Barton and today my guest is Jennifer Hernandez. Jennifer is the founder of Mad Talent, a nonprofit with the mission of helping to create an alternative to the streets. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Jennifer, I am so glad you're here on the show today. And I know you've got so much going on with your life right now. You recently left your job as a, an employee of a large mortgage lender and you've gone off with some partners to start your own company. How is that going so far? It's amazing. I, I'm truly blessed for this opportunity that we have. And I'm so inspired to be able to change many more people's lives and also uh, do it not just for the financial end of it, but really because it's all about my purpose, inspiring and giving back, giving more back than I receive. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you is this like purpose driven entrepreneurship, I think is so fascinating. I guess my question is going to tie into your nonprofit, Mad Talent. And why don't you start out just explaining what the mission of Mad Talent is and why you were inspired to start that in the first place. Um, the mission of Mad Talent is truly to create the alternative to the streets, pulling together some of the nonprofits across the Chicagoland area, because there's reasons why people turn to the streets. And if we can provide an alternative that's uplifting and takes them somewhere else and helps them fulfill their passions and dreams in life, I believe that there will not be all of them, but there will be a large majority that actually would rather plug into my alternative versus the streets that are out there. So why, why the streets? Why are you inspired to work with, I guess it's mostly kids who are out on the streets. What, why does that speak to you? Well, I will go into uh, my personal story um, because I have seen firsthand not only my story, but many other stories that I've seen along the way. And everybody has a different story, right? Everybody has a different, something different they go through in life that takes them certain places. And I believe, and I actually, in one of my deepest moments, I actually found myself reflecting on my life and realizing that I think that everything that I was put through and I went through and I put myself through was all, it was all for a greater purpose for me to see and to know firsthand what this was so that I can come back and create the change. But I will start there with going into my story. And now that I'm older, I can reflect and look back and know that where certain things came from. So my parents were divorced at a very young age. I was about four. And I, I really never got over that. Uh, I held on to that until probably my 13th birthday when I finally let that go. Uh, but around 11, I had a a very, very big drastic change in my life. My mother moved out of state and me and my brother moved in with my father. But what I didn't realize at the time is that I had a sense of abandonment from that. And obviously at 11 years old, I have so many other things going on. I have no idea that I even had that issue. By the time I was 14, I was running away, doing drugs, selling drugs, found myself hanging out with gangs on the south side of Chicago and they became my family. They gave me a lot of the things that I was looking for and was missing. And 
now that I can, now that I'm older and I can look back, I, I see all of that. Wow. And at that time, did you have any good adults influences in your life or were you feeling very much on your own? I really think I was a hundred percent felt on my own. Although, you know, my father was present and although my mother was back and forth, you know, once you have that, it's kind of hard for, for a person to come back in your life and be able to say, well, you know, now I'm back. So listen to me again. You know, we really get one chance with our children and, and it's one chance to do things right and to pay attention and to listen. And although my father was present and he truly tried everything, you know, there were things that he dealt with that he couldn't break his own cycle from the way he was raised. So it's not like it's, you know, anybody's wrongdoing. It's just people, I don't feel like can, it's very hard to break the cycles in which you were raised in. So he was present in nature, but he had no idea what I was doing or in, and there was no communication. And so for that, I felt very much alone. And I really didn't have influential adults in my life. There was one uncle who I always looked up to. As I get more into my story, um, he's, he's what I, I focused on. And, and the desires that I wanted, you know, came from seeing him and his family live it. So um, as I stated, by the time I was 14, I was, I was running away, doing all different types of things. My parents did try to save me from myself. They had me confined to adolescent facilities two different times. I was arrested multiple times for just different things. By the time I was 15, I was sent to an alternative school after receiving straight F sophomore year. The alternative school is where you get sent when you don't make it in regular high school, um, which was really good for me because I actually was able to graduate through their program. I'm not really sure how, <laughs> but I did. Uh, the one thing that I did always have is I had a work ethic because I don't care if I went out till five in the morning, I went to work at six. I always had a job. So is the one thing that I, I did do right. And then by the time I was 17, my mother still did not live in the state. My father moved in with his girlfriend and I found myself homeless. Uh, she threw me out the day we moved in. From there, I just figured out how to, to make things work. I started in the car business at 17 as a switchboard operator. Uh, by the time I was 19, I was pregnant with my first child, and I named her Destiny because she was truly my destiny. The life that I was living was going to lead me two places, either six feet deep or in jail. So Destiny truly became that for me, and she was also the reason for me to, to change and to be able to have everything that I always wanted. So I did everything I possibly could to make the relationship with her father work because that was, you know, the one thing that I always had from my past that I never wanted to let go. I always wanted that family. At the age of 21, I started fighting for custody of my stepson, who was six months older than my daughter, and we won. So I started dreaming. And it was that uncle that I had who had a half a million dollar house. He used to take his family on vacations to amazing places every year. He owned his own business. And he was that one person that, even though I didn't have direct communication with him where he was, you know, mentoring me and inspiring me, I seen what he had and I knew that I wanted more. I wanted a half a million dollar house with an in-ground pool. I wanted to take my vac family on vacations every single year to amazing places. I wanted to make over $100,000 a year. And, and that was at 21, I had that dream while I was living in a two-bedroom apartment. By the time I was 24, not only did I have my first house already, I was building a half a million dollar house with an in-ground pool. I had three rental properties. I had my own business and I was making over $100,000 a year. 
I worked my way up in the car business from a switchboard operator to a finance manager at the age of 24. They actually, they fired me, crushed my dreams. I was working 60 hours a week. I thought it was the worst thing in the world. And then the mortgage business hired me a couple months later. I made $150,000 in eight months and said, this is for me. Uh-huh. I also took five vacations that year. So your successes are amazing, Jennifer. I just want to acknowledge all that you've accomplished. It's incredible considering what you've been through and how far you've come. Along the way, though, you were collecting all these kids, these at-risk kids. Tell us about that. Yeah. So what's funny about that is when I started looking back at my life, I realized from the time I was 21, my sister moved in with me. I helped her graduate high school. She was not going to graduate. She had to do multiple things in order to. Then my other sister moved in with me. Then my friend, I got set up in a school so that he could be okay. And he spent pretty much every weekend with me because there was something missing in his life. And then every single person who came in my life, I either helped them get a job, build their credit, buy a house, get a car. And I found that I was almost like I was so many people's guardian angels or somebody to, you know, that was just always impacting somebody. Then when I got older, I realized that I was raising my niece. She was spending every single holiday, every Christmas break, every summer break, everything with me. And I was filling in, in different parts of her life. My nephew came to live with me. He was homeless at the time and living on the streets. He became a barber, got his own apartment. He got his life back together. Now he's very successful doing what he wants. But you know, when he came to live with me when he was 17, he was on the streets and all he needed was that one person to believe in him, that one person to say, hey, let me help you. What can I do? What do you want to do? Let me just be here for you, be that support and encourage you. After that, my niece came to live with me. She was hurting and very sad about her situation that she was living in. And I inspired her to let go, not be angry, forgive people, just know that she can do anything she wanted to do. And she knew my story and she knew our lives. So she, she watched me go through it. You know, uh, what I didn't tell you is that in the mortgage crash, after I had my own broker shop, I lost it all. I lost everything. That half a million dollar house I lost, all my rental property, I lost everything. And at the time I lost everything is when I found myself reflecting on my life and writing my story and realizing that if none of these things that I had already been through in my life, if none of them took me down, there was no way this was going to stop me. There was no way this was going to take me down. And it also is what made me realize that there's something really important that I'm supposed to do. And it was at the time that I was losing everything that I found it. And it was me finding that is what really helped me pull through what I was going through. Does, does that what led you to found the nonprofit? It is, actually, because me writing the story of my life and reflecting and thinking back about how many people's lives I impacted, I know that, like, if somebody would have just reached out to me or been that, been that person, I was lucky to make it through the life that I chose for myself. I, I was so lucky. I know that because of everything I did put myself through, I'm, I'm able to connect with people that a lot of people are not able to, because I've been there. You can look at me, you can judge me, you can say whatever you want, but I've been where you've been. I've probably done what you've done. <laughs> so I, I know that I can inspire and encourage you and I can even guide you in the right way. And, and I, some of these youth, that's all they need. Mm -hmm. Most of these kids are put into the situation through no fault of their own. You know, it's the life that they were born into. And I think that's a really important point to make. 
when you're homeless and, and you're a teen, like I just named besides myself, uh, two other teens that I helped, like they, they were all homeless too. And these kids don't know where to turn to. Yes, there's homeless shelters, but they don't even know how to find one. And the homeless shelters that are out there, they only have a certain number of beds. So it's just about bringing, uh, you know, creating an awareness and creating somewhere so that these kids know when it's, where to turn to when they're in these situations. Because most of the time, it, it isn't any of their fault. It's just the life that they're raised into. Jennifer, the work you do is so important, and this leads us to your nonprofit. What is the ultimate vision for Mad Talent? The ultimate vision is truly to create a platform to inspire those broken and hurting by sharing real-life stories of other people who are just like them and also plugging into the nonprofits across the Chicagoland area to create that alternative. You know, each one of the nonprofits does something different, but if we can all align together, we can create a much, much larger impact. And my purpose and passion is really to find their dreams and their goals and help plug them into it, help get them on that path, because I believe that's all they really need. Where does the name come from? I believe <laughs> that out of, the, out of the madness that we can go into in our life, out of the madness is where we really find our talent. Um, and that's where our talent is created from. Because a lot of people who are in abusive situations or self-destructive in any type of ways, there's usually things that happen in their life that drove them to that. But they also turn to their creative out outlets like music or dance or theater or sports you know there's several different things art they turn to something else to help them release their inner pain so it's march against the darkness and I, like i said it's because out of the madness i believe comes the talent part of my mission is to truly uh, create experiences for these youth after they go through some of these programs and allow them to get outside those streets and see this big world that there is to live. Because just like that uncle, even though he wasn't, you know, right there and present, I watched him and I seen what he did and I wanted to do what he did. And also, even though my dad may have not been, even though he was present in nature and really didn't know how to communicate, he took me on vacations. And I think that that peace, that one thing I was able to see the world and I knew that there was more. It was just up to me to go get it. So I want to be able to do that same thing for many other people. That would be life-changing. That's, that's amazing. I just want to ask you about your for-profit business now, to shift gears. You had mentioned that when you go to talk to potential clients, you talk about the impact that you're making socially first, instead of leading with your business differentiators and selling them on your services. I find this really interesting. My for-profit business is mortgages. I do mortgages, so I help people rebuild, reestablish credit, or get into their first dream home. You know, the thing about it is when I'm meeting with my customers um, or my referral partners is that a lot of mortgage companies go after them and they're like, oh, we have you know, all these wonderful things of products. Well, the impact that I want to create on the world is really not about the products that I have to offer. It's about coming together and unifying and creating change in the areas in which we work in. We work a lot in the south and west side of Chicago, and we are giving back 
a percentage of our profits to nonprofits in those areas to create a change that we're passionate about. So all of my customers and my referral partners, by working with me, they're part of the change that we're going to create because it's because of their business coming in, we're going to be able to do so much more and impact so many more lives. I feel that when you lead with passion and purpose, that's when the biggest changes will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think there's a trend towards doing that? I know that there's been a lot of research showing that the younger generations want to work for companies that are purpose-driven. I don't know. It seems that it's a little bit more prevalent that companies are talking about this more do you what, what's your take on that absolutely I feel like by me starting this in my industry we're going to see a lot more people follow suit and that's great because that's let's do that why should we be why should we be making money in an area and not giving back and creating change we all spend money frivolously so why don't we just take a little bit of that and give back we will create a larger impact we will change people's lives and that is really where my heart is. And it, honestly, I'll do more business by doing it that way because my heart is leading, not my pocketbook. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting distinction to make because at the end of the day, people are doing business with people that they like and who they resonate with. So when you bring your authentic self and your beliefs into it, it just naturally follows that people will find you and will be attracted to working with you. Yes, I agree 100%. And like I said, I believe this statement that I'm making and this leading with purpose, people will join in and I will be so happy to have them join in. Your, your vision is beautiful. Tell me about some of the kids that you've helped. There's been so many, <laughs> but I, I just recently started shooting and sharing some stories because it, it seems like I'm always led to the broken or the broken's always led to me. And every time they come, I know that there's a reason. So I ask them to share their stories with me. And at first they look at me like I'm crazy, but then they share. And then I tell them who I am and let them know why they've probably been put in my life. And I'll be sharing different stories of these youth. And, you know, they, they all have such, such, such different experiences. But I, it's so important to bring awareness to all of it because people judge people. What do you think happens to half of these kids who, you know, have no alternative besides the one that they choose, they end up in the system. Then once they're in the system, nobody wants to give them jobs. You know, everybody judges them or is afraid like, oh, I can't have them work for me. But a majority of them, it was just because of the life they were born into. It wasn't like they had no choices. I was put in situations when I was homeless to do things that could have made, given me a substantial amount of money, which I, I was homeless at 17 trying to figure out where I was going to sleep from day to day. So guess what? If an opportunity presented itself, I really didn't have a choice but to take it because I didn't know where I was going to sleep the, the next day. And I could have put myself in situations that could have put me in jail for the rest of my life if I made them. Was I a bad person? No, I'm an incredible person. But I could have made a bad decision at a young age that would have changed my life forever. And that happens to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And people just, just not having an address or not having a phone number. It's really hard to get a job, you know? Yeah. I have to share with you. It, it's, uh, it wasn't just, it wasn't just when I was 17. There was a couple of times through that two year period that I, I wasn't, I didn't have a stable home every single time. I couldn't keep a job. Like the only thing I had was whatever little possessions I had. So God forbid I go to work and then I come home and none of that's there. Then where am I going to do? You know, it's just, 
it's so, so difficult when you're homeless to work and to focus. How can you focus when you don't know where you're going to sleep? It's really hard. And it's just a feeling that you can't, I could never get stable until I got a stable home and I couldn't get a job. I could have, but it was so hard for me to keep. And it was so hard for me to do that. I, I chose not to. That must have been really hard, Jennifer. That's, you know, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing it. But with Mad Talent here, you're doing amazing work. And I really want to ask you to share some stories about where the kids came from and some of the things that you were able to do for them. One of them was my nephew, who was homeless and living on the streets for a couple of years before he came to live with me. And he had a warrant. He had to get himself clean and restart. And when he came to live with me, I said, there's two things that are going to happen. You're going to have a job and you're going to find a passion or career, something that you will do every day that you will thrive in. I said, so what is it? He's like, I like to cut people's hair. I said, okay, you're going to barber school. Find one. Let's go. So we found one, went through a little bit of challenges, but he got through, became a barber, got his own place to live, was making great money, doing well for himself. And now he has a full-time career and he is no longer homeless, living on the streets without anything. That's amazing, Jennifer. Another one was Alan. Alan's a great kid. He has a truly incredible story. I personally wasn't able to impact Alan's life, but since I have been in his life, I have been able to create experiences with him. He hasn't had, and, I'm, and I know because he shared with me, he's truly grateful for those. And I'm, we're truly grateful to have him in our life as well. Uh, but he was, he did work with the Love Institute, who I'm on the board of, and he was mentored through their program. And when he went through that program, someone seen something in him and, you know, one of the mentors reached out and helped him get a job and a place to live. And he started recording. He's a rapper and he started recording his tracks and actually went through and was homeless for some time and went through another nonprofit program with TLP and they found him, gave him transitional living. He went through all of that and, it, and now has his own place to live, his own career that he's working on, a great job. And he, he really, you know, he still struggles. Everybody still struggles. I still struggle from day to day, but he struggles and he just pushes through and is taking himself to the next level. And it's really, it's about doing that for these kids and working together in order to create that lasting impact in their life. Jennifer, I love your story and I love what you're doing. Unfortunately, we're about out of time, but I wondered if there's something you want to leave us with, some last thought or word of advice. I think my last thought was definitely, you know, for people, any people in any type of business is just lead with your heart. And if you align your purpose with your passion, it's unlimited what can happen. Uh, And also just don't judge and don't hold anger for anything that happens in life. Just know that there is a reason or a time that you needed to go through whatever you went through. And you do not have to stay there. It's up to you to move past it and to create change and possibly impact somebody else's life along the way. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Ellen. It was a pleasure talking with you today, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it wasn't easy, but it's an important story. It's an inspirational story. And I just want to acknowledge you for all the work that you're doing. So thanks for being here. And thank you for sharing. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. My guest was Jennifer Hernandez. She's the founder of Mad Talent. You can learn more about Jennifer and get links to her website on our website, ellenbarton.com. Be sure to check that out and tune in again next week for another episode of the podcast. 
that's designed to help you turn your business into a magical success. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.